Welcome to Run the Table. I'm your host, Bryce Tinson. Over at How Are We Doing Today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Ready got, to make some picks. To say we got a big slate of picks coming for you. We uh, alluded to it on, I believe it was Civil War uh, podcast, that we have six games for you college football-wise. We just couldn't make a decision. Um, we got five ranked matchups this week. We also have Michigan-Iowa, which is supposed to be a really good game. Uh, five NFL picks. Got locks underdogs. Let's get into it. First, let's talk about how we did last week, college football-wise, talk about the season as a whole so far. No Mike today. He also only made one pick because it's Mike, and of course he's only going to make one pick. So weird. Okay. Good. I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was all messed up. Okay, last week I went 2-3-1. and one. Obert keeps the hot streak going 3-2-1. and one. Mike also went 2-3-1. and one. So how do we look for the season? I'm 14-14-2 right at 500. Obert is six games above at 17-11-2. He is on fire, folks. Mike is at 13-15-2, two, two games under. As for the underdogs, Mike hit. I should say I hit for Mike. So he's up to six <laughs> points. I also hit my underdog, so I'm at five points. Obert... For as good of you as you've been in the in the in the actual picks, you cannot figure out the mm-hmm. underdog. Can't figure it out. Still I, you doesn't know, have hey, any points. But you know what? I won last year. Just keep doing what I'm doing. I'll figure something out. So, um, interesting stat. Me and Mike both finished last season with seven points, and, and, we're, no. and we're at five and six right now. Oh, and week was God. it week five now? So we're we're feeling a little. What bit are you going to do if Mike wins by like one point? Or two points. I'm going to be pissed because I gave it to him. Exactly. I, I gave exactly it to right. him. Uh, I don't know. I might just give myself an extra two points. We'll see. We'll see when we get oh there. You should have given him Bandy last week. That I should have. Point. I should have. Yeah, that's on me. I shouldn't have helped him out for not for not picking or following the rules. That's hand up. That's Come up on with me. Some like fake justification for it too. <laughs> I don't know. They're sneaky. I don't know. A sneaky, <laughs> sneaky Vandy team against Alabama. Yeah, uh, yeah they were just going to sneak gonna up a, look a, a little bit of a look ahead game yeah. with Arkansas coming up for Alabama trap game. <laughs> okay, let's start. Let's get into it. Game number one. We got number four Michigan traveling to Connect. Our eleven point favorites taking on the Hawkeyes. Three and one on the season. Only loss was to Iowa State. Back for the Cyhawk. What do you think about uh, the the Wolverines and Hawkeyes in this matchup? Um, quite frankly, this is the game I've thought about the least. Involving a team within the six games, I like the most. Interesting. But um, I still have a pretty strong opinion about, about it. I think Michigan's going to win this game. Why? Iowa does a great job of beating teams they're more talented than with their method of defense. That method of defense is going to make lesser teams struggle in a big way. We saw it last year where they would kind of just smoke some, like I said, lesser teams. They beat Penn State last year in a game where in the first half, you know, they looked absolutely terrible going up against a competent quarterback. Second half, bad quarterback play, forced a bunch of turnovers, won a game in a very lucky fashion. Purdue played a good quarterback, didn't throw any you know, interceptions, didn't make a lot of mistakes. Purdue wins that game by three scores. My point being this, if a team like Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State comes into Iowa, I quite frankly don't think they're going to have a lot of problems this year. Obviously, we yeah. can point to games three years ago where Iowa succeeded at home against top five teams. That was three years ago. The team's different. How they play is different. Within the past two years, Iowa is all focused on turnovers. And it works when they play teams like Rutgers, who knows, hey, if we're going to win this game, we have to take risks. We have to throw the football a lot. We've got to do things we typically don't do. And what does that make them do? Turn the ball over. 
that's the only real, real way Iowa can score. I think Michigan keeps this a pretty vanilla offense. They kind of did that in the Big Ten Championship game last year. Look how it looked for them. Uh, it was an absolute domination. Yeah. So I think Iowa's really going to struggle to beat teams more talented and overall better than they are. Um, and I think Michigan is... Um, I, I, I think it'll be a kind of an uglier game than maybe we hope, but I still have Michigan winning, I'm thinking, 28-10. to 10. Yeah, and, and the problem with me with this Iowa team is that in two of their four games, the Iowa defense has scored more points than the Iowa offense. Mm. As long as Michigan doesn't turn the ball over and give Iowa extra possessions with great field position, they're not going to score, especially, against, lot, especially against the Michigan defense, who... Had a rough couple of series against Maryland, but really, really uh, uh, clamped or clamped them, I guess, until uh, the last drive of the fourth quarter. Really, for Second the half for the Terps, looked better. It, they looked they looked much better. Uh, really, were able to sink their teeth in a little bit. Um, and obviously, the first three games against the Cupcakes, they were fantastic. They will be able to do whatever they want to this Iowa offense. It is terrible. They'll be able to. Uh, control the line of scrimmage they'll be able to make plays in the passing game when Iowa throws it the 10 times that they do um as for the offense JJ McCarthy just has to play within the offense he, he, he can't play hero ball because if he does there's going to be some times where he makes a stupid mistake he you saw it a couple times against Maryland there was one where he almost fumbled the ball uh because he kept running back and forth and eventually slipped we've seen it a couple times it, he it fumbled was, uh, once they just got back on it we've seen it a couple times with other quarterbacks well they'll well they'll slip on, on the turf and they'll Try yep. to use the ball yep. to hold, and then they and then they lose it. It almost happened to him. And, and so, as long as he plays within the offense, he stays in the pocket. That's the that, that was my big problem with him against Maryland is that he kept trying to get outside of the pocket when there was no pass rush. He kept running into sacks. Mm. If he stays in the pocket, just makes throws from the pocket. Michigan has better athletes; they'll be able to make more plays. Now, if they can get Donovan Edwards back, that'll be huge. I don't think he will. Like you said, though, I think it's a relatively low-scoring game, but Michigan still covers because Iowa can't put up any points. So as long as Michigan wins this game 13 nothing, which I very well can see happening, <laughs> they cover. So I'm going with Michigan. Next uh, game. Do you want to say oh, something yeah. else? So, no. Next game, number seven, Kentucky traveling to uh, number 14, Ole Miss, taking on the Rebels. The Rebels are seven-point favorites at home in Oxford. What do you got in this one? I have the Kentucky Wildcats. I think this is a very, talk about sneaky, I think this is a very sneaky game here for Kentucky. I like Ole Miss. I love their coach. I like their crowd. Hottie I think potty. they always do a great job there at Hottie Toddy. Make it tough on the opponents. I think Lane's great in big games. His teams are typically great in big games. Um, all of it. All of it's true. What's not true is the or what I kind of have an issue with this line is it's seven points, and I think this is kind of a Ole Miss is going to score a bunch of points. It's going to be a really high-scoring game type of line, and the reality is Ole Miss doesn't have that offense that they did last year. They don't. Yep. Uh, we have seen them go for a bunch of points against Tulane and Georgia Tech, but it's Tulane and Georgia Tech. We've also seen them struggle a little bit more offensively. I think they put up 35 points. That was it. They put up 35 against Tulsa and then 28 against Troy. That's exactly right. So we have seen this offense, you know, be hamstrung a little bit when they go up against good teams. So I think this is, and this will far and away be the best defense they'll face in Kentucky. Um, And I get it's at home, get all that stuff, get it's Lane Kiffin. I love him. Um, but you're telling me this. I get the better quarterback and the better defense and seven points. Watch out for Kentucky to win a low-scoring game at Ole Miss, pull off the upset. I'm just saying I'll take Kentucky to win outright 21-20. I don't know if they'll pull off the upset. How about but that? Eh? That's, that's a nice little pick. I don't know if they'll pull off the upset. 
in terms of spread points, even though it's a 7-14 matchup. Um, but I do like this Kentucky team. The thing about Ole Miss this season that that isn't the same with a Lincoln or a Lane Kiffin offense usually is they run the ball a lot more than they pass it. They are averaging 280 yards on the ground compared to I think it was like 230 They're just through running the air. The ball really well they so run far. the ball really well. You want to know what Kentucky does better than most teams in the country? Stops the yeah, run. Right. They give up 108 yards per game on the ground, which in college football is insane that they give up that few. Obviously, it's not you know in the level of Michigan, Georgia, Iowa, but. You know, those are the A-tier defenses. This is an A-minus uh, a defense. You, you couple that with the fact that Ole Miss's defense has been uh, solid, yes, for an Ole Miss defense, but they're without a starting defensive tackle and a linebacker this week. Uh, and, and really all Kentucky needs to do is to have their offense show up and give them 25-plus uh, points. If they can do that, I really think that their defense is going to be able to carry them like they did in that Florida game. You saw uh, Florida came in favored in that game, and what happened? The Kentucky defense made plays when when they needed to most. The offense did enough to get the win. The defense showed up, and, and that's that's what I think is going to happen here. Seven is way too many points for uh, what I think is going to be a lower-scoring game. Also, look out for the double look-ahead, perhaps. The double look-ahead. Ole Miss, Ole Miss <laughs> didn't play well against Tulsa. Kentucky didn't play well against Northern Illinois. I like that. I actually, so I actually like that. It's going to be the greatest that. football and, game ever and played. And Ole Miss hasn't, they haven't impressed me yet. Uh, the teams they've played in Tulsa, uh, Troy. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. It's like, they haven't been tested yet. This is going to be their first test. Luckily for them, it's at home and not on the road. Uh, but I do think that Kentucky is battle-tested, road-tested. They went to the Swamp, won that game. So I think they'll be ready to go. It'll be interesting as far as who wins. I just want to clarify on that because that is kind of a bold pick. A lot of people will take Ole Miss to win. Yeah. I'm just saying, I get like Ole Miss always plays well in big games. I get that. But Kentucky always plays well on the road. There's an easy games. there's so an easy path for Kentucky to win this game. Mm-hmm. I say easy in the sense that you can very logically lay it out. It's like this needs to happen, this needs to happen, and this needs to happen. Yep. It's not like you have to you really bend the rules or be like, they need the all-time greatest performance from Will Levis. No, he just needs to show up and do what he's been doing this entire season. Next game, number two, Alabama, 17.5-point favorites on the road traveling to Fayetteville to take on the number 20-ranked Hogs coming off a two-point loss to Texas A&M. This is the one game that Mike picks. I, I don't know why. Who knows why? Um, yeah. He went with Arkansas, so we'll get that out of the way. Over. What did you like in this one? Uh, I like the Alabama Crimson Tide. Whoa, this seems completely against your ideology and overall, you know, uh, uh, steps made in the past taking the little you know 20th ranked or 15th ranked team who's a huge underdog against Alabama I know I know I know my counterpoint is this look at my top 25 where's Arkansas they're not on there and yeah, quite frankly good. they're that's not that, point. they're that's not that point. close I think that's the 20th point. ranked team in the country probably keeps it to I don't know 14 13 11 within or uh, against Alabama at home I really do I don't think Arkansas is that team I really don't if you look at the past two weeks, how have they played? Yep. Terrible against Missouri State. Terrible against AM. I said it was a look-ahead game against Murray State. Missouri State, clearly not. Uh, they did not look very good. Could not move the ball against Texas A&M. And, and, 17 and a half points. I think this line is saying, okay, well, Alabama's not that good offensively. 
I understand, and I honestly agree. I don't think they're that good. They've got that issues. good offensively. Uh, I've even made that point on this podcast. However, however, <laughs> Arkansas's defense is, is bonds. I mean, we're talking giving up thirty to South Carolina, twenty three to A and M, who's a poverty well, that offense. Was, that was a defense. Sixteen, they had a defensive yeah, touchdown obviously a defensive there. touchdown. Um, what else was there? Um, they gave up twenty seven to Missouri uh, yep, State. Twenty seven to Missouri State. Twenty four to a Cincinnati team whose quarterback was practically brain dead with the first half. <laughs> So, listen, as bad as Alabama's offense has looked for Alabama standards, they put up 55 last week. Arkansas has struggled so far to this point defensively. I think Alabama, they've had a lot of questions on offense. It's kind of like my Ohio State pick last week over Wisconsin. They have a lot of questions. Now it's time for them to come up with a lot of answers, and they are going to deliver. Alabama will win this game easily. I have it 38-17. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Arkansas here. I really like this number for for a cover. Uh, I think Alabama wins this game. Uh, you have to remember that last year when these two teams played these these two teams played in Tuscaloosa, it was a seven point game that the Crimson Tide uh, were able to win. It was 42-35, and, and the the theme with Alabama over the past two seasons is that they have struggled in true road games against. Really, they're only true road games. So last year, they had games against Auburn, Texas A&M, Florida, Mississippi State, all on the road. They covered in just one of those. It was Mississippi State. They were scared in Florida, A&M, and Auburn. They lost to A&M. They needed overtime in order to beat that Auburn team. And then they go into Texas this year and win that game by one point in a game where Quinn Ewers goes down, I think it was in, in the second quarter, right? The first play of the second quarter. Yeah, it was in the second quarter, and so they don't. The, Texas doesn't have their starting quarterback for three of the four quarters, and and they're only able to win that game by one. In those games that that Bama was was able to, or that Bama really faced some adversity, they scored thirty two point eight points. In the games that they didn't, all the other ones, and I think it was twelve games, forty nine point one. That is a drastically different number, uh, seventeen points. I, I just don't feel comfortable right now taking Alabama on the road in a true road test in a, in a game that's going to be a possible look ahead with AM next week and Arkansas is coming off of a loss it's going they're going to give their entire uh, 115% effort because they want to prove to everybody that they're not the team that they showed they were last week they get the home and crowd into it Bama. You know <laughs> I mean? they're playing Bama they're going to give their best uh, this is uh, this is a game where I'm going to pick Arkansas and I'm going to look like a fool on Sunday or Saturday afternoon when Alabama wins this game by 25, 27 points. I, I, this, what, this is what it feels like. But I can't, looking at, looking at all the numbers that I have, seeing Alabama's track record on the road, I picked them last year against Florida. I was burned by that game. Picked them against Texas a and I was burned by that game. I just can't pick an Alabama team on the road right now against a team that I think is a, a very formidable opponent. Mm. With that being said, every point that, that Obert made is absolutely true. So you have to be, you have to be wary of picking the, the Razorbacks here. They've only scored uh, 11 touchdowns on their 17 red zone trips. They're a terrible, uh, one of the worst uh, red zone offenses in the country. Uh, however, they do put up a lot of points or a lot of yards. So they get there. That's mm. the thing. It's the, they haven't been able to capitalize on the opportunities. They've been able to get there with really no issue. They're averaging 479 yards per game. They just haven't been able to put up the points. If they can then you can see a recipe where this is a pretty easy cover and they're giving Alabama a run for their money at the end of the game. If they can't, this could be ugly. The, an issue could be Alabama's red zone defense has been elite 
Texas game. Exactly. One touchdown, there it four is. field goals. Yep. Oof. Yep. And, and and that's what you can actually to, last field goal wasn't in the red zone, but you know you, what I mean. you have to hope that if you're Sam Pittman that you get the absolute best from your guys. This is one of those games where it's like you need you need about oh, yeah. everything to go perfectly. Oh yeah. And I, I, right now I I don't think Alabama is going to give their A game. I don't. I think it's probably going to be a B game. The offense, like you said, hasn't looked great for Alabama. Even though Arkansas defense sucks, I I think it's going to be a bounce back week for the. Arkansas, or yeah, for the Arkansas offense, I think KJ Jefferson is going to have a much better week. Raheem Sanders is a dog on the ground. I think they're able to keep it within two scores. I'm not one of those hooligans, by the way, who thinks the top three teams are 100 points better in the country. <laughs> I'm not picking it, picking Alabama because of that. I'm picking it because I think Arkansas is not that good. Fair enough. Number nine, Oklahoma State traveling to Waco, Texas, to take on the number 16 ranked Baylor Bears. Two point favorites in this one. Uh, this is an interesting game, a little bit of a, a rematch from the Big 12 championship game where Oklahoma State came, oh. I don't know, 12 inches short, a foot short. Yeah, of, of, six of, inches maybe even. Maybe ha- half a foot of, of winning the Big 10 championship, making a college football playoff. This is going to be a game with absolute electricity mm. throwing, flowing through the players, flowing through the crowd. What do you got in this one? I have the Oklahoma State Cowboys. This really surrounds around, or this, you know, hick, Kind of, I don't know. I, I'm making it because I think Iowa State, especially by Vegas and even by the AP. A little bit I think, overrated. I think they were just overrated. I, I don't really get it. They did not look very good in the Baylor game. It didn't look. I like just, I just think it's Baylor's that they're a well coached team, and, and they're going to yeah, be. They're going to. They're not going to projection. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. So you really have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves, and so that's why a lot of their games have been a little bit lower scoring in terms of uh, uh, the the line. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they were favored in that Baylor. I know game. I, this I, week. I, that one was crazy. weird to me too. It's because were, they were were they home against Baylor? Yes. Yeah, they were. I home. would have taken it as my underdog. I think if it wasn't like two and a half or I think one it was two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, I think Iowa State's really overrated. Baylor's lost to BYU, even though they maybe should have won that game. Looks a little bit weirder now since BYU's kind of fallen off. Yeah. Um. I like Baylor. I do. Oklahoma State's coming off by though. Um, you know, Mike Gundy, this is their biggest game that they'll play in a long time. Early bye. Yeah, early <laughs> bye, week four bye. They'll take it going up against Baylor the week after that. On the road, we've seen Oklahoma State have success on the road. Looking back last yep. year, they had a huge win over Texas. That was big. Um, and, and I think they keep up the energy here at Baylor. Uh, Baylor's a good team. Oklahoma State, I just think, is a great team. I'm taking the better quarterback when there's so yep. many uncertainties. You pick with what you know. I know Spencer Sanders is better than any quarterback Baylor has. I know that offense especially is elite, and Baylor's to me is just meh. Yep. Um, I think Oklahoma State's defense will have to step up, especially in the secondary. But the good news is this. Baylor's passing attack isn't, you know, fearsome. No. They're really not. Um, I think they... Passed the ball a little bit against Iowa State, but I wasn't thoroughly impressed. So uh, I, I think Oklahoma State wins this game. They're underdogs. I think they win this game by four. I don't think it's, yeah. you know, I, I don't think we're chewing our nails at the end of the game. I really don't. I, I, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State too, but I, I do have a, a couple reservations. And I honestly think they could win this game by a touchdown, um, if not more. I, I think that 
Their offense is legit. They are the highest scoring offense in the country at 51.7 points per game. The only problem is, is they've played three teams, and, and the best team that they have played is Arizona State. Yep. They only won that game by 17 points. And, and, and that looks ugly. And it looks ugly now. Their other two games were against Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Central Michigan. I was going to say the central game. The central game looks a lot better now than it did when it first happened. After they played uh, a close game against Penn State, it's probably a better win than Arizona State at this point. Considering Arizona State's giving out <laughs> trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at that. It's like okay, we still don't have a ton of uh, of answers about this Oklahoma State team, other than Spencer Sanders looks like and a top fifteen quarterback in college football this season, maybe even top ten. With Baylor, we do have some answers. We know what this team kind of is. Blake Shapin at quarterback. It's a Dave Aranda-type team. Their defense is really good. Uh, offensively, they're balanced. They run the ball and, and pass the ball at the same clip uh, for the most part. Uh, I think they're a little bit more pass-heavy than run. Uh, but the, it's a top 25 defense when you look at yards per game. Uh, they're only allowing 16.8 points per game. And, and they have played Iowa State. They have played BYU. So it's not like they're it's four cupcake games. Uh, the difference is this is far and away the best offense they are going to play. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. BYU is probably the, the next best. And, and that BYU offense isn't really what we thought it was going to be at the start of the season. They, they looked awful against Oregon. It looked like they couldn't move the ball to save their life. They looked... Four quarter or three and a half quarters. Three, yeah, exactly. And then they finally put up some garbage time points. And then against Baylor, it was like they looked okay, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like the BYU offense last year where it was like... Okay, they're going to put up points. Like you could count on them to put up twenty six to thirty seven points and be able to move the ball. This team has not been able to move the ball very well, or this BYU team, which makes me feel a little bit more iffy on Baylor than I originally did. I I predicted that they were going to beat Iowa State. I think Iowa State's a little bit overrated because of the Iowa win. You know, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. It's like everybody and their brother hates Iowa, but like we crown Iowa State for winning that game. What? So I'm going to go with the coach that who's who's been with the team longer, who's been with the program longer, and Mike Gundy, and I'm going to go with the more experienced, better quarterback in Spencer Sanders because I don't know a ton about either of these two teams. Plus, I, I like the Pokes. I'm just I'm just a huge mm. huge Pokes fan when it comes to my Big Twelve team. Uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah, can can be attributed to that. Next game on the schedule, we've got Wake Forest, number 22 in the country, traveling to Tallahassee, we think, seems to be the case, uh, taking on the number 23 uh, Seminoles. Ian might throw a wrench in things. Yeah, seven-point favorite uh, uh, are the uh, Seminoles at home. It looks like forecast right now, I, last I checked, was 84 and, and partly cloudy, mostly sunny uh, in Tallahassee. So it looks like it's, the game is going to be dry. It looks like it's, it'll be able to stay in Tallahassee. We did hear, um, though, when we were watching we were watching a YouTube video, uh, who, who was it? I can't remember. Who it was that said Danny it? Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. There, there it is. Danny Cannell said that uh, Florida State sent home their students canceled classes Tuesday through Friday. So who knows if they'll show up for that game? I'm assuming there will be there will still be a, a healthy amount of fans there. I just don't know how many. Um, with that being said, what do you got? It's an interesting game. We got 22 at 23. I think in my own top 25, I had these two teams very close together. I can, I can double check for you right top now. 25, please do. Um, I think on a neutral field. I think this is a very close game. I, I think I it could go absolutely either way. You had twenty two and twenty four. Yeah, um, and that makes about sen- that makes sense. That's pretty much uh, that's right for me. Um, but here's the thing: Florida State coming off of you know just a huge win over Boston College. They're having their. It just feels like everything's kind of leading up for them. 
And I wanted to say it last week, but we're, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. If they win this game, they're back. I mean, everybody knows it. <laughs> if they win this Without game, question. they are back. They are a top 15 team. They're undefeated, 5-0. I, I, think I, have a, I think I have them like 18. Three wins over ACC teams. I mean, if they win this game, it would be huge for them. The players know this, and... Good God. I mean, if they hadn't been, you know, at least looking ahead a little bit to, oh my gosh, what can we do? Oh, we're going to play Wake Forest. If we win that game, we're back. Then come on, man. Like, there's no look ahead games ever, I guess. But meanwhile, Wake Forest, you look at it on the other side of things, they're coming off of a brutal double overtime loss in a game. They were up, I think, seven or maybe even 10 points in the fourth quarter against Clemson in a game they really let slip away slip away huge game that could have been to finally you know come over and beat the you know defending champ Clemson Tigers which they had struggled to do didn't do it last year and uh so now I mean they're gonna kind of come into Florida State Tallahassee and feel like geez oh boy yeah this is gonna be a tough game so we have the mental side of things now let's get into actual football talk here Florida State, you know, I was I was looking through this because obviously Wake Forest is going to throw the ball all over the turf. That's what they do. Florida State has a top fifteen pass defense within college or top sixteen pass defense within college football. I'll take that. Ver- thank you very much. That'll help against Wake Forest as far as uh, Wake Forest's pass defense goes. Because Florida State, we know Jordan Travis, he loves to throw the ball all over the turf. And Wake Forest pass defense, good and terrible. It's been absolutely terrible going forward. I think this is a perfect matchup for Florida State hosting Wake Forest. They need and feel like, oh, this would be such a cathartic win. Admittedly, admittedly. Seven points, I'm... I think, you know, on a neutral field, I think this line is ridiculous. I really do. I think, that, <laughs> I think you know, I'm getting, you know, hosed a little bit by this. I'd like it to be four. That would be more realistic. You're getting practically no value, zero, by betting Florida State. But if you believe what I believe in and that Florida State's ready to be, you know, a team that is back, and I think in general they're just a terrible matchup for Wake Forest, um, this line makes some more sense, and it's easier to stomach. So not a lot of value, but I still think Florida State wins this game easily. It's just about what I think is going to yep. happen. I think Florida State wins, I'll say, 38-27. Um, look ahead for Florida, or look ahead at Florida State's schedule. They got the Demon Deacons this week. They have NC State next week, and then they follow up with Clemson. An cool. absolutely brutal stretch of games. However, Make or break. if they come out with two wins in this stretch, they're back. They're back. Florida State's back, and uh, there's not even a question about it. However, one of those wins is not coming against Wake Forest. Listen, you have them losing outright. Wow. I have them losing. I have Wake Forest winning this game. I get all of your all of your mental stuff. I, I get it. You're coming off of a two overtime a two overtime loss to a team you probably should have beat. That does not matter to me because Sam Hartman has looked absolutely fantastic since returning to this Wake Forest Demon Deacon offense. Not only has he looked fantastic, but the rest of the offense has as well. They put up 37 points against Liberty. They put up, I think it was 45 against Clemson. I can't remember how much they put up uh, his first game. But 38? No, I was no. talking about in regulation. I thought you meant, sorry. Uh, and, uh, I can't remember who they I think played it was 38 his first game back. Uh, Vanderbilt. It was Vanderbilt. They put up 45. Yeah, they put right. up 45. Uh, that offense has been absolutely humming. It is the best offense by far Florida State will have faced this season. The mm. next best you can stay is Louisville, who is held to seven points by that Syracuse team, who who knows what they are at this point. Uh, so I, I think that, yes, Florida State has a fantastic defense. I don't know how good of a defense it is because they haven't been tested. Their best win is 
either LSU or Louisville at this point. And in that LSU game, they didn't look great offensively. They didn't look great. I guess they looked okay defensively, but it was against... Uh, that one looks pretty good right now. I'm just it, saying. It, it was against a pretty, much a pretty on the road. average offense, I would say. Yeah, maybe just slightly. Uh, I mean, they look good against Mississippi State. You know, they won that game. They're 3-1 and one now. They they look pretty good. The the issue I have, and yes, the way Forrest off, or defense isn't great. It, it's somewhere slotted between Louisville and, and um, Boston College in terms of how many yards per game they give up. Yeah. The problem I have with this Florida State team is is they give up or they have scored the fewest points of teams to average over 500 yards per game. And I know that's a nitpicky thing, but if you're averaging over 500 yards per game, you should be putting up close to 45 points a game, 41 points per game. They're at 37, 36 points per game. That is not nearly good enough in order to, you know, compete with some of these top 25 teams. And do I think Florida State's the top 25 team? Absolutely, I do. But I also think Wake Forest is. And I think Wake Forest is going to come back with a vengeance after losing a heartbreaker last week. And I think they win this game outright. It's going to be the first real test for this Florida State team. They do get it at home, which is a good thing. But I think they're going to lose. Uh, so give me Wake Forest and the points. Next game on the schedule, we have NC State at Clemson. Another ACC-ranked matchup. The Clemson Tigers are 6.5-point favorites at home against the Wolfpack. What do you got in this one? I have NC State losing a close one against Clemson. Um, again, uh, I think this feels pretty much exactly the same as the Kentucky Ole Miss game, although I do like the Kentucky Ole Miss game a little bit more. I think it's very similar. Uh, it's a game, I think, far and away the strengths of these two teams, at least so far in the 2022 season, has been their defenses. Clemson's had yeah. a shake-up against Wake Forest, but, I mean, holy cow, they came out with a fantastic game plan. They did. Um, and so, yeah, I think both of these two teams' uh, you know, biggest strengths are their defenses. I do think this is going to be a low-scoring um, type of you know, punch-each-other-in-the-mouth sort of game. And because the spread is six and a half, and I, I do think Clemson's going to win, but I just need, you know, NC State to just stay within one of those numbers. The Wake Forest Florida State game, it's going to be so high scoring, you know, yeah. it could easily be a 10, 14 point win for Florida State. If Clemson is going to beat NC State by two possessions, and they'll need to to cover this spread, um, unless they win by a touchdown, I guess, um, they will have to pretty much have dominated this game. And I think it's pretty difficult for you know Clemson to dominate any of these top-tier teams in the ACC. I just don't think they're that much better than them. Wide receiver, they're not fantastic. Corner, they kind of got exposed uh, once Sam Hartman got more than two or three seconds. He was finding guys wide open. Um, so I, I think it does have a couple of holes, especially in a modern-day offense and kind of you know adjusting to the game. Everybody's throwing the football. You need good wide receivers. You need good corners. Clemson's a bit weaker in those position, positions than they have been. That's the difference between the, this Clemson team and the Clemson team 10 years ago. It's not DJ Uyangalele. He's a great player. I really believe that. I think they're just weaker at wide receiver and corner than they used to be, and that's what's kind of hurting them. Um, but having said that... Um, I still think they win the game. I think NC State, they haven't shown me enough for me to pick them out right here. I think they're probably one of the weaker top 10 teams in recent memory just how because of how weak, you know, the top 10 has been within college football. But listen, you know, I'm getting Devin Leary. He's going to give me production. I know that and I just need a close game and by the way, these teams always play close games. And once again, Clemson's coming off of, you know, a marathon double overtime win against Wake Forest. Uh eh. 
you know, they'll be ready to play this game, but I'm just saying it's a lot to come down from. NC State, meanwhile, is coming off blowout one against UConn. I'm sure they were looking ahead. So it, 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 it helps. It does help. Clemson I'm, wins, though, 24-21. I'm going with the Clemson Tigers, and I did the same thing last week against Wake Forest, and it killed me. They ended up winning by six points, not seven, because that was the line. I was hoping for a push at the end of that game. It's, it's, really what I, it's like, just give me a push, please. I'm going back to the forbidden fruit and biting it again. Why? Because I do think that this Clemson team is six and a half, if not seven and a half, eight and a half points better than this NC State team. I don't like... The Wolfpack this season. I, I was I was on them a little bit last year. I don't re, I don't remember if I picked them against Clemson. I don't think I did. I, don't, I, I can't know. remember. But um, yes, you did. Yes, you did. I was alone on that one. I had Clemson. You guys had NC State. That's right. So picked NC State in that one. Really liked the offense. Really liked the team as a whole to win that game at home. I don't like the offense this year. Devin Leary has given me nothing to be really be like, yeah, he's he looks like a quarterback that has taken the next step, that is going to compete for a Heisman. I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to be fantastic this season. His first game against ECU, he looked absolutely awful. Then he comes back. I can't remember who they played, but it was an FCS team. He looked he looked fine. Then they play Texas Tech, and it's uh, another game where the offense gets outgained. He doesn't look good. It was the NC State defense, like you mentioned, that forced four turnovers that was able to get it to, able to get it done. They won that game by 13 points. Then they play UConn, and it's UConn. So I'm not really going to take that. We watched Michigan play UConn, beat the crap out of them, and look like not look not great against a Maryland team. We thought they were, uh, you know, three scores better than. I think this Clemson defense is going to smother the NC State offense. I don't know if they're going to get more than 10 points. The only way I think NC State wins this game and co- or, or covers is if Clemson turns the ball over two-plus times. If they have a, a vast majority of turnovers, that is how they're going to lose. That's how Texas Tech lost the game to NC State. They turned the ball over four times. They outgained them by 100, uh, I think it was 125 yards. It was four turnovers to one. That was they lost the turnover battle. That is why they lost that game, and it was it set up great field position for NC State. So if Clemson is able to take care of the football, I think they could very easily win this game. The pass defense does need to figure it out, though. What what happened against Wake Forest cannot happen again because we've seen Devin Leary. He has the arm talent. He has the ability. He has the capability to do something like Sam Hartman did last week. He just hasn't shown it this year, and frankly, I don't think he's as good of a quarterback as Sam Hartman is, uh, but I'm a little bit worried. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit worried, uh, but I do think that Clemson is the better team this year. I think NC State's a bit overrated. Um, however, they have won every single week, so we have to do with that what we will. Listen, I'm a bit worried about all my pegs. Vegas knows what they're doing. Yep, Everyone they're says smart. locks. There's they're no smart. locks. There oh, truly there, are no locks. There are locks. some locks. I, I, not that I know of. I mean, some games you feel like, oh, you got a great chance to get this one or that one. But it's like some games, Hey, the man, Michigan, the Michigan State line was a lock against yeah, the Washington. Was. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Um, okay, so what do you got for your lock, Obert? Um, I have Washington at UCLA. Speaking of Michigan State, the team they got slaughtered by in Seattle, the Washington Huskies. Uh, they're two and a half point favorites going at UCLA. So the automatic thought that came to my mind was, okay, well, this line makes sense. Washington, you know, the, their win, their best win, Michigan State doesn't look nearly as good after getting housed by Minnesota. Um, so let's pump the brakes a little bit. I, you know, maybe we don't know what to think about this. Uh, Washington team they still have some question marks but then I thought this you know 
UCLA has some question marks. Holy <laughs> cow. 32-31 to USA. South Alabama. Are you kidding yeah. me? What are we doing? Don't so, forget about the Bowling Green game where they were down, was it 17-14 at one point? Yeah, I mean, as as many questions as I still have about Washington, it's not that many. That's why I'm in my top 15. Uh, I have about 10 times more about UCLA. It's at UCLA. I get that. It's a Friday night. But what? They'll have 20,000 people there if no, they're lucky? They'll have 5,000. If 5, they're lucky? I mean, I get it's a Friday night. Yeah, I, I think the the they atmosphere play will play. should play at the local high school. Yeah, the atmosphere <laughs> will play. No impact in this game. Washington should be comfortable in the Rose Bowl. Um, I like the way the you know the direction of the program is going. Even if you just take away the Michigan State game, they've been really good every other game. They beat Stanford by three scores. I was impressed by that game. Uh, take took care of business against a Kent State team that's really ruffled some feathers. Held Oklahoma to a close game at halftime. Looked really good against Georgia. We're only down ten points in the fourth quarter. So there's a lot to be impressed about with this Washington team, and especially the offense. The offense is dangerous. Put up forty points, forty plus points against Michigan State. Uh, Kent State, who's actually a really good defense. Yep. Um, and I'm missing one. Oh, Stanford. So I, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. UCLA certainly won't be able to stop Washington. The only question I'll have is, is Washington's defense going to come to play? I think so, though, and I think Washington wins this game by two scores. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. Uh, my lock is LSU minus nine at Auburn, and it has nothing to do with LSU. Yes, they've been playing great since the Florida State opening week loss. I do not care. The fact is, Auburn is in a, how do you put this, a, a black hole abyss. Um, after the game last week, or before the game last week, there was rumors that Brian Harson was going to be fired uh, if they lost to Missouri, literally right after the game. It was going to take all of 10 minutes uh, for him to get booted. It, it looked like they were trying to lose that game with how they were playing. That's what it felt like. Basically, what I'm saying is Brian Harson loses this game. He's probably out. If it's if it is a blowout, which I think it will be, nine points for a team that is muddling uh, compared to a team that, in all honesty, because they haven't lost and, and their one loss came out of conference, they're still alive for the college football playoff. One, two, they're still alive in the SEC. They're going to be coming at this game with every single fiber of their being. I think LSU rolls over Auburn. I, I don't know how this isn't double digits yet, um, but I'm glad I got it at nine. So It's one of those lines It's all projection. It's just it really Auburn's got to figure it out at some point, right? <laughs> well, what if they don't? <laughs> exactly, and I don't think they will, at least not this week with, with Brian Harson still at the helm. Everybody knows he's going to get fired. It, it, there is no secret about that, so it's just about when, and I think this is the week. Your underdog. Iowa State at Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas and the points plus three. Everyone will probably think, Joe Clatt included, oh, my God, you're a hater. Why don't you have Kansas in your top 25? I'm not a hater. Please, please. Hater. I'm not. Throw I'm not tomatoes at him. I swear. Throw look, tomatoes at him. Look, I, see, this is, what I, this is what's going on exactly. I felt bad for not putting him in my top 25. Here's a bone. I'm going to throw him a bone. <laughs> I'm picking you as my underdog. They win this, they're do in. Me, do me proud. Yeah, absolutely. Listen. <laughs> They're a top 25 every other week except for this one. There were just so many good teams. I told you that. I said 7 through 25 was insanely tight. It really was. But beyond that, I mean, you know, the 1 through 6 was pretty was pretty firm and set in stone for me. So it was really close. They could have been, you know, 20 in a different week. But as it is, there were just too many good teams. Kansas yep. State, for example. So I really do like this Kansas team. I said... I think I said uh, one of the podcasts. I think they can go six and zero to start the season. When I said that, I believed it. 
I also believe they'll probably finish seven and five because the rest of their schedule is really difficult. I believe that, but I think that they could start out six and zero. I think this Iowa State team's you know crazy overrated, as I've said in the past. Um, and uh, and I think Kansas is more than capable. I don't think they're a great team. I think they're a pretty good team, probably yep. a slightly above average Power Five team. But plus three against Iowa State at home, the Kids will be going crazy. Absolutely. Give me Kansas. Yep. Bit of a tendency breaker. I've had a few of those, like NC State. I typically don't like, you know, the sneaky pick, trendy pick within the ACC. Alabama on the road, laying 17. So, you know, a couple of tendency breakers in here. Florida State including That one's kind of a tendency breaker. But, hey, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm rolling with it. And, uh I, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, I just wanted to throw out there that I did have another lock. Uh, I liked Mississippi State uh, minus three and a half over Texas A&M. That line moved to four. I was like, I don't really want to touch that four number. Um, I wanted it as low as possible. Good A&M's defense is exactly the lowest. I, the lower I got it, it w- I was going to feel more comfortable. I like Mississippi State because Texas A&M in a look ahead game. They got Alabama next week. I really don't know if they're going to be focusing all that much on Mississippi State. I think they State. lost last year the previous week to some team before Alabama. Exactly. And and this is a this is a good Mississippi State Mike Leach uh, coach team. Starkville is going to be uh, ringing their their stupid freaking cowbells to the moon. They're going to be ready to play that game. I just didn't I didn't feel comfortable taking it as my lock um, because of how uh, the points were going in favor of Mississippi State, which I didn't think was going to happen. Um, so there's that. My underdog I almost went with Kansas. I decided not to because I I didn't want to be double heartbroken when they lost. Because mm, you, would, you would hear it from me, right? Because I would hear it from you. So, so. See, for me, it's a win-win because yeah. I've got the underdog curse. So if that hits them, fine. <laughs> and I get to yell at everybody who, <laughs> who had them in the top 25. So instead, I went with Tulsa or plus nine and a half home against Cincinnati. Folks, if you remember this game last year, it came down to the wire. Cincinnati was able to win 28-20, but if we're being quite honest, that Cincinnati team was better than this Cincinnati team this year. Uh, So, I think Tulsa keeps it close. I don't know if they win, but I like the home dog in this one. Uh, they, They had a great close game last week against Ole Miss, Tulsa did. Now they start conference play. They're not a great team. Uh, but I think they're going to be good enough. They're sneaky enough as as a, a team. You really don't expect them uh, to be all that competitive. Nine and a half. I was hoping it was going to get to ten. Didn't quite get there. But I think I can get a cover here. At least get one point if I get to because they upset Cincinnati. Hey, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. We'll have to eat some crow about Cincinnati. But um, yeah, uh, that but would be I'm the okay. longest two of all time. I'm okay with that. Hey, yeah, two's a two. Hey, listen, last last time I decided to take a three instead of a two, it but it bit me in the ass. So mm. I'm just gonna go with the two this time. Moving on to the NFL, that was a long college football segment. We were just in it. We were in it deep. Well, we picked an extra game. Yeah, but that was like an extra. Normally we're sitting about 25, 26 minutes. We're at 44 <laughs> minutes. Uh, NFL records last week. I went one and five again. That's two weeks in a row after a four and two start. Over went four and two. Mike went three and three. So how do we look on the season? Well, me and Mike are sitting at the bottom in the cellar at six and twelve. Over sitting at five hundred at nine and nine. We have really struggled with NFL picks so far this season. Yeah. Underdog wise, Mike is two and one. Over is one and two. I'm oh two and one. I got to cover with the lines. They blew it. Should be one and two. It is what it is. First game, Thursday night football. So, once again, we're going to be talking about this game. It's already going to have happened. So, we don't have full knowledge of who's going to play, who's not going to play. We might sound like idiots, um, 
But as it is right now, Dolphins at Bengals, minus four and a half. I know the Dolphins left yesterday uh, to travel to Cincinnati, so they avoided the hurricane. What do you have, Obert? I have the Dolphins. Uh, four points, um, like that line. First off, I think, um, you know, worst comes to worst, get a push, deal one there. Yeah. Um, but Dolphins going at Cincinnati. I think a lot of people are on Cincinnati because Dolphins are coming off a huge win against Buffalo, it's a short week. I hear that every single time. They're both it's going also, to Cincinnati. Gonna, it's, it's also a short, a short week, week for, for the Cincy. Cin- I don't. I don't get that. If it's like Monday and night, wait, aren't and they coming? Then, back, were they coming back from New York? Is that is that were they at yeah. home or were they in? No, New York? they were in New York. Yeah. Cincinnati was like I don't. I don't really get what the whole thing is. I okay, whatever. Yeah, I get. It's a I, short I kept. Week. I kept hearing that. I was like, it's a yeah. short week for both teams, what guys. What are we? What are we doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. But whatever. Um. So anyway, I like the Dolphins here. I just think. I just think the Bengals aren't four points better than this Dolphins team, and I think it's it'll be a really interesting matchup. I think it's a bad matchup for the Bengals. That secondary has been better than it was last year, but it still has major question marks yeah. talent-wise. Eli Apple going against your pick of Jalen Waddell or Tyree Kill? Don't sign me up for that. And people are like, oh, we looked good last week. Against, you know, Elijah Mitchell or something like that? I don't know. Like It's what? Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore. Come on, man. Damn it. Damn it. Anyway, um... <laughs> Chris Olave? Yeah. Or no, that's Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson and whoever. Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims? Try going against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Good luck, brother. We'll see how it works out for you. I'm willing to bet not great. And by the way, here's another wrinkle in this. The Bengals O-line, oh, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, this team's O-line is bad. This team's, you know, you want to hear whose O-line is bad? The Bengals. And yeah, by the way, not great. Josh Allen, four sacks last week against the Dolphins. That D-line showed some really strong signs. I think they can get after Joe Burrow, keep this game close. I don't... I, I'll take the Dolphins to win, keep their undefeated streak going. I just think they got a good thing going right now. A lot of people are like, oh, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fade off. It's gonna, I just think they're a pretty good team. And I've kind of been on that since the beginning of the season when I said that they would be like a 10-7 and 7 team. I believed it. Yeah, I, I had them going 10-7 and 7 too. It didn't have them starting out 3-0, and 0, that's for sure. Yeah. Especially with their schedule. Come on, it's been extremely impressive. Four guys questionable right now. Tua, Jalen Waddle, Tarana Armstead, Xavier Howard. All four are questionable. Two is questionable? Yep. All four are questionable. That could hurt me. This is the thing we don't know. We are picking this game. Like It was announced today that they were questionable. They're probably going to be game-time decisions. So we're going to get this line at four. By the time it kicks off, it could be Bengals minus seven and a half. It could be Dolphins minus two and a half. I think that's why this line is where it is, because we don't know who's healthy for the Dolphins. That's what I think. That is my theory. I'm going with the Bengals. I think this is a great spot for them. They're debuting their white jerseys. I know that all this, all, all of the Cincinnati fans that I know are ex- super excited for it. There's going to be a, a lot of guy, a lot of people going to that game at that game. I, I think the crowd is going to be really into it. On top of that, the Dolphins are the second worst pass defense in the league behind the Baltimore Ravens, which we'll get into mm-hmm. a little bit later. Um, they are also middle of the pack in the run. This is more so a projection for me than anything. If the Bengals aren't able to figure it out against this defense, then I don't know if they'll ever be able to figure it out this year. It is yeah. they have not been they have not looked like the Bengals team that finished the season last year offensively. It, it, this the first three games have been rough. This is a great spot to get right, and I I know it's a weird Thursday night game against a team that is undefeated and you're favored at home by four points. I just I don't think. 
you can keep going along and saying, eventually we're going to figure it out. Eventually, it can't be. It, it can't always be this bad. At some point, you have to just figure it out. I think this is a great time to do it, especially with Xavier Howard being questionable. That means you get Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd all without the other team's number one cornerback. Miami is also the second worst team at running the football. So all they do is throw the foot. They are super one-dimensional. They're the fourth best passing team in the league. The Bengals pass defense, you mentioned, has been better this season. I, I have really been impressed with how they stepped up. Chidobe Awuzie has been fantastic as a CB1. Eli Apple hasn't been burnt toast as much as last season, which is big. I really like their safety duo, duo of Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Jesse Bates looks much better than he than he did to finish last season. Von Bell is still a very consistent, you know, he'll bring the he'll bring the boom every now and again. I don't it, the reason why I think people are talking about the short week for the for Miami is that their defense is coming off of a game where they played 90 plays. And probably because of the injuries, that hurts them too. 90 plays, they gave up nearly 500 yards and somehow only gave up 17 points. I don't know if you will ever see another stat line like that. They they Time of possession was, was way in favor of the Bills. I just, I don't think they're going to be able to get entirely healthy for this game. Meanwhile, the Bengals had a pretty easy game against New York, and I feel like they're going to be a lot more healthy coming into this one. That that combined, I think the Bengals are able to get one at home. Four points. Don't love the number. I, I really wish it would have just stayed at three and a half. Yeah. Um, I, I really hate the number, actually, because I this could very well be a game that the Bengals just went by three. However, I think the Bengals are going to win. I'm going to go with the team I think is going to win rather than hope for you know some sort of backdoor cover at the end of the game. So... That, that is my two cents on that game. Jaguars at Eagles. This is probably the best game or the game I'm most excited for this mm. week. Um, the Eagles are six and a half point favorites at home. I just, I'm so excited because of how good both of these or how surprising both of these teams have been this season. Over, what do you got? I have the Jacksonville Jaguars going into Philadelphia and at least covering. I don't know if they win. I don't know if they win. Listen, the Eagles are a very good team. There's no getting around it. I'm not going to come on here and pretend like, oh, well, the Eagles are frauds. No, yeah. they're no. an absolutely legit team. That's why I have them at two in my power rankings. I believed it. They're a fantastic team. But the Jags have proved they are a team that is ready to compete. If the defense doesn't play poorly Week one against Washington. Don't have some drops. Don't have some rookie They're mistakes. Three and oh. They're three and zero. Oh. This and this is you know a top five team in football, not a top ten in my power rankings. So I love the Jags. They're playing fantastic football right now. Last two weeks combined, they've won by an average of twenty six points. That's incredible. They really held Justin Herbert in check. He got some yards later in the game, but for the majority of that game, they were just able to kind of. You know, mess with them and make his life really difficult. Uh, I really like their defensive schemes, too, uh, how they're using Trayvon Walker. It's not just as an edge rusher. They're, like, dropping him into coverages. Yeah, and you can do so much with him. Devin Lloyd is the same way. He is so athletic. He is, at the very least, better in pass coverage than I thought he would be. Um, So these young, you know, Jaguar defenders are absolutely making the difference. And uh, I think they keep this game very close and maybe even win. That's how much momentum they have. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, you know, it's a good one against the Commanders, but who knows? Maybe they're, you know, taking it lax against the Jacks like the Chargers did. And if they do, it'll cost them. Yeah, I think Vegas hasn't quite caught up to how good the Jags are this season. That's right. Um, 
I, listen, if you ask me personally, I would have put this line at three and a half for the Eagles. I would have too. Uh, that is that is where I think these teams are essentially equal. Uh, I do think the Eagles are a bit better, and I think you give them, obviously, they get points for being at home. I take the Jags to win outright this game. I do. I think they. Ooh. I think they have the momentum. You said it. They're coming off a twenty-four nothing win against the Colts, thirty-eight ten win over the Los Angeles Chargers. They are playing their best football uh, since twenty seventeen, and that twenty seventeen defense was legit. This defense might be better. I, yeah. I mean, seriously. Outside of the At week one, more talented. like like you mentioned, outside of week one, this defense might be better than the twenty seventeen defense. And I know that's crazy to say, but. They are the second-best run defense. They're middle-of-the-road passing-wise. Uh, but when you talk about what the Eagles like to do, they love to run the football. That is, that is what they have made their money off of so far this season, especially Jalen Hurts as a rusher. That defense is so athletic. Mm. They are able to make plays, especially that I, I, I said it to you yesterday. The Jacks defensive line is the most athletic defensive line that Jalen Hurts is going to see so far this season. I don't think he'll be able to break the pocket as much as he was, as he was able to against the, the Lions, Vikings, and Commanders. I think he's going to feel a little bit more uncomfortable this week. And, and offensively, I think this Jags defense or this Jags offense has the perfect mesh of run and pass. This Eagles defense isn't great against the run. They figured something out with James Robinson. I think Travis Etienne will be more involved this week. I, I love this game because the Jags are so underestimated with this line. I think they come in. I think they. I think they shocked the world. They beat the Eagles, my number one team in the power rankings, and and they firmly cement themselves as a team to be reckoned with in the AFC, which is crazy because of how loaded it is. I'm telling you guys, the Jags are that good. Next game, Bills minus three at the Ravens. This is another game. We had a lot of good games this week. We yeah, had a seriously. lot of good games loaded. this week. Bills College at Ravens and NFL. This one is going to be insane. What do you think? I have the Buffalo Bills coming into Baltimore in a get-right game, and I think they win by about two or three scores. Wow, that's a lot in the NFL. I think the Bills, they're going to come in with a vengeance. They are going to be hungry to win this game. Um, Let's break it down, though. Baltimore, obviously, coming off of the two-possession win, really impressed me against New England, especially that offense. I was really surprised by that. Really impressed. Uh, Buffalo coming off of the brutal, heartbreaking loss, to the Miami Dolphins. Um, and the number, it's three points. A little bit weird. You said it yourself, you cheeky son of a gun. You did your homework, huh? Uh, the Ravens have the dead last. And by the way, it's not even close. It's, I no, think it's, it's literally, it's like 250 yards. Yeah, they've given up 200 more yards <laughs> than any other team through the air in the NFL. And this Bills offense, oh boy. I said it earlier on, on the takeaway show. They are as beatable as any top contender in the AFC. They're beatable against teams that have great D-lines and great secondaries. The Ravens aren't that team. They are absolutely not that team. Hey, guess what? Hmm. Dolphins aren't either. Secondary is a a good portion better than the Ravens so far, I would say. Xavier Howard's a dude. Yeah, but second most pass yards. Yeah, that's because they played the Bills. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. Well, they also played the Ravens week one. That's true too. The Ravens are a good pass defense. Good thing the Bills are or a good pass, pass defense or good pass offense. Good thing the Bills have done a pretty good job against the pass defense. The one thing that yep. concerns me, that does concern me, I don't know if Jordan Poyer is going to play. Micah Hyde doesn't really so. bother me too much. I checked this morning; these questionable game time decision sort of thing. Um, that will be the big thing because going up against a tight end, you need a really good strong. Is Jordan safety. Phillips, Phillips going to play? I have no idea. Questionable, I think it said. Uh, so you'll need somebody to match up with, you know, the Mark uh, Andrews yeah. type, 
somebody to match up with the, in the tight end that might be a concern because the Dolphins really didn't have a great tight end. I mean, Mike Kosicki, not really worried about that. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not really worried about him. I like Mike. Uh, Mark Andrews, meanwhile, he's a dude. So whoever they have, they better put somebody good on him. And if Jordan Poyer's healthy, he can be that guy, and they can shut him down. I would feel even more confident about it. But as it is, there's no chance this Ravens defense stops the Bills' offense. And uh, the Bills are going to be angry. They win this game by 14. I'm throwing logic out the window in this one. I'm going to pick the Ravens to win. Why? Because the Ravens, the Ravens always find always find a way to win these games. Always. It seems like without question, John Harbaugh always finds a way, and his teams always find a way to win games where it's like, how in the world? The Colts game last year. It was like, I picked, the, game I picked the Colts in that game. I, I was like, there's no way the Ravens are going to win. I'm feeling great. And then all of a sudden, they blow the lead. I was like, what in the world? I'm done. I'm done picking against the Ravens in these kind of games. I, I just really can't. I can't do it anymore. Was um, the Dolphins game not one of these kind of games? I didn't think the Dolphins were going to be that good. That's true. That They kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, so, at least. So, yes, it is one of those games hindsight wise but going into it i didn't think it was going to be yeah so so there's that um statistically the ravens have the worst defense in the nfl in yards per game the bills have the best <laughs> all logic would tell you to take the bills in this game they've given up the most points they've given up in the game is 21 it was last week to the dolphins and they weren't really able to move the ball all that much the ravens have a better offense than the dolphins do they're more complete they can run the ball i they can run the ball with Lamar. They haven't really been able to do it with the running backs. J.K. Dobbins in his first game back last week. I think he's gonna he's gonna have his legs a little bit more in this week. I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent back to his his old self. I would say about ninety percent probably. But I think that helps them enough because, like you mentioned, Mark Andrews has been a dude the past two weeks. The, the uh, coming out of Devin Duvernay and Rashad Bateman has helped this team a lot as well. Especially you know when you talk about they didn't have the Really, their only big play guy last year was Hollywood Brown, and and you stop him, you really stop the entire team. Well, now you got a couple guys you got to worry about. So, I, I, all logic would tell you to take the Bills here minus three, uh, but I'm going with the home dog. You you said something to me a, a, a couple. I, I don't know if it was sometime last week, but home dogs do better than than you would think. So I went and I looked at how they do against the spread. It's thirteen and nine so far this season. The home mm. dogs are, and so. Maybe that's Vegas, you know, not really not catching up, but or or maybe it's just hey, being at home really does have that much of a difference. We'll see because we have another uh, another home dog coming up that I didn't take. Um, I also wanted to say this is that the Bills aren't going to be uh, underdogs at all this season, but they will lose games. So you have to oh, pick, yeah. you have to yeah. pick the spots. I'm picking my spot here. I think the Bills start two and two. And I think the Ravens are are now sitting very pretty at three and one. Uh, a couple of things I said the Bills would start out three and three before the season. I did, um, but you got to go into it a game at a time, I guess. But as far as the home underdogs, I think I said that on the podcast. It's the biggest cliche in sports betting, but home underdogs, man, there's something to them. They play with the chip on their shoulder. You know, uh, the the home atmosphere gives them energy. Feels like everything is a big moment when you're on the or when you're an underdog at home because it's like if we pull this off, it's huge. And uh, so yeah, just it just feels like the biggest game in the world. That to me, it it, it matters more. And this is going to sound like backwards logic. It matters more in the NFL than it does in college football, just because in college football you get a lot more double digit spreads. It's mm. like it's like well, this team is clearly better than you. Just because you win this game doesn't mean you were the better team. It just means you were yeah. better that day. Whereas in the NFL, it, it, 
any team can win any given any given Sunday, and it's not like, oh, this team is better. It's like, hey, you're probably like if the Dolphins and Bills played ten times, the Bills probably win seven of them. Mm. But the the Dolphins are still gonna win three. Yep. So there's there's that. Then the Chiefs Next game, Chiefs minus one at the Bucks. This line has moved in favor of the Buccaneers. It was at two and a half not too long ago. I don't know if anything's happened in terms of the Chiefs injury report. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but but you want to talk about this game while I look it up? Uh, yeah, Chiefs at Buccaneers. Chiefs coming off the loss. Buccaneers coming off the loss. Uh, Chiefs to the Colts in a you know kind of a really ugly, poor special teams sort of game. Bucks to the, the Packers. The injury report did come out about a half hour ago. So Ooh, interesting. Uh Bucks also won in an ugly game where they couldn't complete the two point conversion. I think the Bucks defense is legit. It's one of the best units. Go ahead. They're getting they they feel really good about getting Julio back, Chris Godwin, and Donovan Smith their tackle. So they were all limited participants, but but they think they're going to play this weekend. Interesting. Um, yeah. So obviously the. Bucks defense looked fantastic against the Packers again. I think the Packers kind of took their foot off the gas a little once they started to get that lead, but nonetheless, it's looked fantastic throughout the season, every single step of the way. Um, but the offense, I've got serious question marks about. I get their yep. injury plagued. This is the NFL. Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> Everybody's injury plagued. Literally every. I, it's week three. It we, happens. Can we talk about something? How come it feels like NFL guys always get hurt more than in college? I don't know. I've thought about this. They're playing I, for the name on the back of their jersey. I don't know if the name on the front. I don't know if it's because they're older and that's just what happens to your body. But it seems like it seems like a, a guy will not practice the entire week because of something he did to his hamstring. Like he yeah. just like tweaked it. Whereas in college football, if you tweak a hamstring, you're back out. You're practicing like full speed every week. Maybe every it's day. like a little bit of like uh, hungry dog runs faster okay. sort of thing. I, I just I've noticed that more and more. It's like it's like. Oh, like like with with Keenan Allen, he he pulled his hamstring in, then he's out for the rest of the game. Yeah. Out for the, you're not going to see that in college football. Yeah, I think in college football, those guys have everything to prove and nothing to lose. You know what I mean? In yeah. the NFL, it's like they have everything yeah. to lose and nothing to prove because they have the contract, and if they get hurt for the rest of the season, you're missing all your money, and it's like that hurts. Meanwhile, in college, it's like you got to prove something. Yeah. I like the Chiefs here. Minus one and one, just in general. Really stunned by this line. I thought Vegas would kind of. Back the Chiefs. I think the Tyree Kill thing is bothering Vegas a little bit. I think they're thinking, oh, man, well, oh, they don't have Tyree. Yeah. I'll tell you this. The Chiefs played their worst game of the season they'll ever play against the Colts. Drops, yeah. turnovers, missed field goals. They literally could not have played any worse. We're still right in that game until the very end. I'm not worried for a second about this uh, Chiefs offense. Um what I am worried about is this Bucks offense. I get they were out a lot of guys last week. I think was Mike Evans suspended last week? Yep. Did he play? Yeah, so he's, he's back. He's going to be back. But look in the Saints game. That is that Saints Saints defense isn't electric. It's pretty good. But I mean, look what they gave up to the Panthers. Quite a few points. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks, meanwhile, put up like what ten points in like the fourth quarter up until the fourth quarter against them. Had yeah, and then they, they, they had a defense. Turnover. I think they put up thirteen points offensively. Thirteen points offensively. I've got serious concerns about that. And that was with Mike Evans. I, I don't know who they're getting back this week, even in the Cowboys game. It just looked conservative. Didn't look like they were trying yeah, to push the put up nineteen in that game. When they were getting had fantastic field possession the entire game because the Cowboys kept punting. I don't know. I, I think this Cow or this Bucks offense it's got a lot to prove. Yep. Um and 
I, I just can't trust it. Tom Brady, like you said, he really might be falling off a cliff. I hate saying it because I don't want to get burnt by it because it happened six years ago. And <laughs> Max Kellerman. Yep. And can't he's live still, it down. <laughs> still that guy, but it really might be the time. And I'm going to take, you know, the team, the offense, the coach. I trust more. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs. The only way Tom Brady can succeed at this point in his career is if he has elite level guys around him. I didn't even mention the fact that this game might not even be played yeah, in Tampa Bay. It, it might Bay. be played in Minneapolis. We're still not sure. It's Wednesday uh, when we're filming this. It's going to be we're going to post it on Friday. They'll probably make a decision by Friday, um, so that there might have already been something. That, hey, they're playing in Minneapolis. I, I just like the Chiefs more in that case. Um, as I was saying, Tom Brady needs elite guys around him in order to succeed succeed at this point in his career. He didn't have that last week. This and even in the two weeks that he did, it, it, they didn't look good. Like offensively, mm. 19 points, 13 points, 12 points. The offense is not going to put up points. So you have to look at the other side of the ball, the defense. They have been fantastic. Probably the best defense in the NFL. They've given up, agree. they've given up 9 points a game. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have scored 29 points per game. Mm. So you have to... Something's got to give. Exactly. You have to basically predict who is going to... It's a game of chicken. Who is going to, you know, fall back, fall down first? And if I were to predict, I'm going to say it's the Bucks defense. And normally defense travels better than offense. I just don't trust this... Buccaneers offense to really put the defense in positions to succeed. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball much. So they're going to be, they're going to have to punt inside their own 20, which means the chiefs are going to get the ball at their own 45 uh, or even their own 50. And and so you you start playing the field position game. The chiefs are favored by one point. I think they win this game by at least a touchdown. Mm. So I just, I don't know this. It'll be an interesting game. But we, we have to be honest with ourselves. Tom Brady looks pretty cooked in terms of throwing the football. So I just, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, you're not going to say it. I will. Tom Brady is done for. I like it. 49ers Rams. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. 49ers still one-and-a-half-point favorites. They were, I believe, two-and-a-half. That line moved. Um, both teams, or the Rams coming off a win against Arizona. The Niners coming off of a loss on Sunday night mm-hmm. against the Broncos. That was a one-point loss, two-point loss. One-point loss, 11-10. Oh. Oof. Ugly, ugly, ugly game. One of, <laughs> I, and, and people say this. I hate this. I really do. One of the worst games you've ever watched. One of the watched. worst games I've ever seen. And I hate it because it's like, oh, it's a defensive game automatically. It's like a bad game or like the teams didn't play well. I'll tell you how I know it's a bad game. The Broncos had, what was it, seven three and outs? Yeah. That's a bad game. They're not moving the football. I that will is a say, terrible game. if you're a fan of special teams, you've really enjoyed that. Yeah, that it was, was a good special teams that, game. The punters were fantastic. The, the coverage teams were fantastic. I mean, a co- like the highlights from that game were making saves at the goal line to down the ball at the one. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. What do, you, what do you like in this one? Uh, I like the Rams. Um, I think... The Rams are just a just a bit of a better team. Listen, could the 49ers win this game in week Absolutely. 11, week 12? Absolutely. That's what I they, think they do. Could win it. I could think they could win it now. <laughs> they, turn, they turn things around and, you know, uh, at the end of the season and, you know, kind of shock the world. But as of right now, I like the Rams. The 49ers just have to impress me offensively yeah. before I take them. It has been really yes. ugly from the start of the season. Only put up 10 points in the rain against the Bears. Oh, but it was raining. 
The Bears put up 19. Yeah. You got to run the football. That's what you got to do. T- good teams can do it. Uh, they put up 27 against the Seahawks, which, you know, most of those points came in the first half off of turnovers. I think they had a bunch of picks off Geno Smith and stuff like that. And then last week, they only put up 10 points against an, a good Broncos defense. But is it like, is the Broncos defense good or all the offenses they've I, just played bad? It's a good Texans, question. 49ers, That's a Seahawks, really good question. Just saying, folks. Whatever. Um, meanwhile, the Rams have played very difficult competition. They had the Bills, Bills week one. Yeah. They had the Cardinals last week, who everyone knows I'm high on for obviously reasons. Kyler Murray, they did a good job in that game. Uh, I, I think their secondary kept everything in front of them, uh, in front of it. And I think they'll probably do something similar against the 49ers. It's a bit banged up still, the 49ers, uh, especially offensively. Trent Williams might not play. I don't think he's going to. Uh, George Kittle's still coming back from a little injury. Um, Jimmy G says he hasn't practiced much. So I think all signs to point to the Rams just absolutely running away with this game. I'll take the Rams by yeah. 10. The only reason that I can fathom that the 49ers are favorites in this one is that Sean McVay is 4-7 and seven against the 49ers as head yeah. coach. Yep. And like that is that is literally the only reason because you Even look when at... it mattered last year. You look at everything else, the 49ers stink offensively. They're one of the worst offenses in the league. And what they do well on offense, the Rams do even better defensively, which is stopping the run. So I, I really don't know how Vegas thinks that the 49ers are favored here. They're scoring 15 points a game. The Rams aren't much better at 20, but at least I know what I have in the Rams offense. I don't know what I'm getting from the 49ers at this point. They're down their top running back. They're not really getting Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk involved in the offense. Um, Even George Kittle wasn't involved outside of a blocker most of that game. You want me to trust Jimmy Garoppolo? Really? I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. However, the 49ers are a top five defense, so they'll be able to keep them in this game. I just don't think it'll be enough. Um, I just think Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay are going to figure it out. Cooper Cup's going to be more involved this week than he was last week. I think Allen Robinson, is, who is not washed, no, despite what Colin Cowherd says, <laughs> is going to be able to get some separation. Cam Akers going to run the ball while Darren Henderson's going to run the ball while I think they win this game pretty easily. <laughs> I, I do. I, Cowherd, that, that was the best. <laughs> okay, locks and underdogs. Uh, I have the Cowboys at home over the Commanders. Not being a homer, not being a homer. But I've said this ever since that goes down. They were the, I think, second worst team according to Vegas. Vegas had them as, at the second worst team. As soon as I saw that, I pointed to that, and I was like, what? What the heck? I get Dax out. I get they look terrible week one. That defense is a unit, yeah. an absolute unit. Also, Cooper Rush. Doesn't look like a bad quarterback. He no. looks serviceable. It's like, I don't get what the huge difference bet- between this team and the current 49ers roster. I would say the 49ers <laughs> team is a bit better at the O-line and a bit better at quarterback. Other than that, I think it's yeah. pretty pretty similar. Wide receiver, I love the Cowboys right now. CD looked fantastic. Noah Brown looks fantastic. Noah Brown is a dude. Defensively, it's pretty even. Both have studs all over the field um, and running back. I like the Cowboys running backs. I do, and certainly not the 49ers. Anyway, I think Vegas is we- really weird about the Cowboys still. They're at home against the Commanders. Um, I said I liked them against the Bengals. I said I liked them against the Giants. I should have picked it as my effing underdog, but I was just so <laughs> scared about it going up to a pick I would have. I absolutely promise I would have. Um and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is this week. Vegas is still completely underselling the Cowboys. That's fine. I think they win this game. Make your week. money off of them. Easily. I'm going to make some money. I think they win this game by 10. Um, 
they've just they've done such a good job of being a balanced team. Even without yeah. Dak, they've been able to throw the ball for like sufficiently. Seventy nine yards too. Yep, they were able to run the football when teams know they want to run the football. The offense is just humming, even without Dak, and even with a crappy offensive line. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Um, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why are the Browns only favored by one and a half on the road in Atlanta? Um, Could it, is it because of MG95 and, and Jadavion Clowney being out? Yeah, probably. Because I, I saw this line. I was like... I mean, we generated zero pass rush against the, the Steelers. I, I saw this line. I was like, yeah, so I'm definitely going to take this game. Um, <laughs> the, the Cleveland Browns are clearly a better team. I was like, why is this Why is this one and a half? I I think that's that was my that was my assumption, but I wasn't entirely sure. I don't know if you if you knew something being a Browns fan. Um, the best rushing attack in, in all of football. I think they'll be able to control the game. They're going to win this game easily. So it's one and a half. I'm basically picking a winner here. I, I think the Browns are, are easily going to win this game. I, yeah, they lost to the Jets. It was bullshit. Uh, and don't don't even worry about that. Um, they come back last week and they look fantastic. I I, I think this is easy money. I don't know. I hope you're right. I certainly hope you're right. Um, but, you know, I'm not a homer. I, I don't know. I hope we win. I have no idea. <laughs> Underdogs. I like the Broncos at the Raiders. Okay. Let's flash flashback to Sunday Night Football. Broncos, uh, 49ers. I Can we stop flashing back? Well, yeah. I literally <laughs> wanted to scratch my eyes out. I remember thinking I will never, ever Pick the Broncos again. I am never <laughs> sitting myself down to root for that offense ever again. So what am I going to do? I'm going to pick for him at the 4:30 window. Watch other things. Not going to have it on. <laughs> and if it hits, it hits. I love okay, that. Folks, I love that. I'm not going to watch this oh game. God, that's I'm awesome. going to just have have you know the score bug up. See what happens. I'm not going to put myself through that. Uh-huh. But this is the situation. The Raiders are 0-3, and people just keep saying, they'll be fine, they'll figure it out, it's okay. You want to talk about reasoning. You want to talk about <laughs> poor offense and just overall haven't really put the pieces together. The Raiders, new head coach, yeah. new X-factor, wide receiver. Out. Good God, they who's, can't put games who's away. Who's not even getting touches? You're not even getting touches after week one. I mean, holy cow, they're 0-3. And they haven't really looked good. They look bad against the Titans. They look good for a one-half against... Uh, Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this team, this Raiders team, still a bit overrated, and uh, Broncos defensively will do enough to get the job done. Not going to be watching the game, so I won't know. But <laughs> listen, um, I I still need my first underdog win. I didn't really like the underdogs this week. Um, my favorite one just so happened to be the Seahawks at the Lions. Um, no way! I think it's a huge letdown spot for us, especially with all the injuries we're dealing with. I think I think the I think the Seahawks could come in and be a team that we have a huge huge black spot losing to that team. However, I'm not going to pick it because I'm not going to root for the Lions to lose. I'm not going to root for that. Come on now. Instead, I'm going to root for the Chargers to lose. I'm going to pick the Texans <laughs> at home plus five against the Chargers. And a lot of this has to do with how banged up the Chargers really are. They have like nobody healthy. Joey Bose is on IR now. Um, Keenan Allen's still not healthy. Justin Herbert's not healthy. It, they can't run the ball to save their life. Uh, their best their best wide receiver at this point is DeAndre Carter. And their best running back is Sonny Michelle. Yeah, it's the one they like to use more. It, it, <laughs> it baffles me. Um, so why am I why am I picking the Texans then? Well, they were able to pull it off last year. And, and in a game where the Chargers actually were healthy. And so 
I, I, the Texans haven't looked great this season, uh, but they've looked competent enough. They haven't really killed themselves. They're just not a very good team. They just haven't been able to finish games, quite honestly. They're just not they, a, even the Bears game. Yeah. They outplayed them. <laughs> They're just not a very good team. Um, but like you said, they outplayed the Bears and somehow still found a way to lose and that game because Davis Mills threw a terrible pick uh, at the end of regulation. I think the Texans at five points at least gets me a cover, which I had last week with the with the with the Lions. It really doesn't do you any good in in the underdogs in the NFL to get a cover. Uh, I think there's an outside chance the Texans can actually win this game. Um, I'm, I'm really just hoping that something hits at this point. That's that's really what it is. I don't know what to do anymore. I really don't. Uh, I thought about taking the Patriots plus plus nine and a half against the Packers. Yeah, I, I thought about it, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's just I'm struggling right now with my NFL underdog. I'm struggling right now in the NFL in general. Um, thought process this week was to, you know, go a little bit awry of what I would usually do. But at the same time, I didn't. Like, the one game where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm picking this team because I would pick – it's the Bills-Ravens. Like, I would pick the Bills every other week in this game. I did last week, and I, I didn't think twice about it. I just I, I need something different, and so I went with the Ravens. Uh, all the other ones, I, I just tried to pick who I thought was going to win the game. Yeah. So th- that's that's not what I'm going with. I'm not, I'm not playing the numbers anymore because the numbers have have bit me in the ass. So it is what it is. We'll see if I can have a better uh, a, a better week than one in five. Currently two and ten in my last twelve, which it's not great. So sorry, sorry to all of you. You good? Yep. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the flip. See ya.